What's up, guys? Welcome back to the We Might Have Answers podcast. I'm again with Emma and Hudson. Say hi, guys. Hey, guys. What's up, podcast world? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a, a nod to our favorite podcast, Becoming Something. Um, if you haven't listened to that, go do that. We'll listen to us first and then go go do that. But, man, um, it's been a minute since we uh, we talked to you guys. We had a little bit, I don't know, technical difficulties. We were really busy. Um but we're back, and we're better than ever, I guess. I don't know. Um, how how you guys feeling this week? I'm fine. I'm sick, but it's okay. Other than that, I'm fine. I'm not, no, it's nothing bad. He just made a face. It's nothing bad, but yeah. I'm great. Uh, a, a little tired. I've had a lot of practices lately, but it's all right. I got the Pedialyte, and I'm, I've been chugging it all day to rehydrate. Hudson's average like four soccer practices a day for the past week. Um, no, but I'm doing good. Um, just working back into like after the holidays, I'm back into the, you know, daily grind, just normal, normal life. Um, work's been kind of slow lately, lately, actually, because we're ramping up for the summer, but we're in this like lull. I work for, I don't know if I've ever said this. I work for student mobilization, which is a campus ministry. It's not like super huge here in Arkansas, but out west and more midwestern, it's it's really big. And so we have a bunch of stuff coming up this summer. Kaleo is our big camp that we do, and uh, it's it's about to get wild. So I'm glad for this sort of break before that. But yeah, man, it's been a it's been a minute, like I said. But we're here. We're gonna talk through so a question today. Um, yeah. Anything else? What's been going on? I mean. What do we want to, what do we want to banter about today? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I have been really busy lately. Just like you said, I have, I literally had three practices yesterday and work and tried to go to the gym. Like just, just fitting in all of my activities during the day has been kind of stressful. It, I feel like I'm overextending myself, but last night was my last club practice. And so now I'm done after this weekend's tournament, I'm done with club for my whole life so kind of sad but also I mean I, th- I think it's ready to come to an end it's run its course literally been playing since I was three so I'm ready for it to be over yeah I remember remember those days where with baseball like just getting to the point where it's like oh this is fun but I've been doing this since I was four years old um but you love it and it's fun so I guess that's a good thing but Emma Emma what's been going on honestly Oh my gosh, this mic is falling on my face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, not literally nothing, honestly. I mean, I'm just, I'm taking classes at a college. So doing that, um, lots and lots of homework for that. And um, I don't know, went to Super Winter. That was fun. Oh yeah. A great weekend away um, just around our faith family, which was really cool. Um, so yeah. Yeah, Super Winter was was great. It was uh, last week, I guess. Yeah, I think. I don't know. My days are so messed up. I think so. It was like, yeah. Yeah, two last weeks last weekend, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, two months ago, who knows? <laughs> but we went to Super Winter, and it was a great time of, like Emma said, just getting to hang out with our um, brothers and sisters in Christ and lift up God's name in worship and play games and have fun and get to know new people. And like I said, it was a great time. If you're listening to this... I believe this is going to come out on Monday, hopefully. If not, if you're listening to it on Tuesday, it doesn't really matter. But 
we uh we have a giveaway going on as we're recording yeah. this. Um, big money. Big money giveaway. We're talking think gift card, twenty five bucks, Chick fil A gift card, also twenty five dollars. And to anyone that was confused, that goes to one winner. Um, one winner is gonna get both of those. Uh, yeah, it's it's getting crazy. We have so many comments. Yeah, everyone loves coffee and chicken. It's great. Yeah, and if you don't, uh, we don't we don't <laughs> want you here. <laughs> I'm just <Hey. laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, literally, I think the last I checked, we had almost 300 comments. Um, so many so people are tagging us though. A, a few. Of you, I see you. I see you tagging us. <laughs> it's gonna count, but it shouldn't um because that's that's it should be against the rules but we didn't make it against the rules so well i'm just sad that we can't enter josh texts our little group chat the other day it was like by the way y'all can't enter and me and hudson were in a state imagine, of sadness so we were <laughs> imagine we announce the winner and it's uh, hey and it's hudson hey i think that would be just fine don't you <laughs> by this when this comes out you guys should either be about to hear who the winner is or have already heard and so just know it's completely random and none of us are going to win it i literally have a program um that i'm going to plug it, plug it into like if you commented someone's name shared it on your story that's all like each comment is an extra entry so to the winner or who you're going to find out is a winner you were picked completely randomly um and like i said these guys don't get to enter no matter how much they wanted to what i'm confused about is why does it say we had 267 visits Ooh. but then we only have like 105 followers or something like no, that we're at 116 now. 116 but like how many people just visited it and then just left like what yeah it's it's 50 dollars. <laughs> why just follow there it did say like 267 profile visits in the past i think it's like 24 hours yeah. which is insane but man, hit the follow button, guys. I feel like I feel like no matter what else you did, if you didn't follow, you should not be in there. Well, that was one of the rules for sure. It is. Yeah, yeah. One of the, I think the first rule is you must be following us, um, because otherwise, like, it kind of defeats the purpose. Because exactly. you know, we're just we're just here to make our name known, not anyone else's, not not Jesus's, just just our name. <laughs> Whoa! Really want, <laughs> just I'm scooting back. I don't want to get <laughs> struck. <laughs> no, honestly, this giveaway was literally just for exposure. We want more Traction. people to be able to hear. Um, what we're talking about because I think what we have going is pretty cool. Um, we get to talk about scripture, um, biblical topics, things. I mean, what we talked about in our intro episode, and the more people that hear that, I mean, the better. So that's that's what this whole giveaway is about. It's it's a lot of fun to do as well, um, but just getting more people to um, click the links and follow and like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, so if you're listening to this, congratulations to the winner or who's about to be the winner. Um, yeah, 50 bucks your way. Use it wisely. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. Yeah, yeah, I even got some of uh, the waitresses at Bob's Grill that wait with me to listen to the podcast. Really? So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Our podcast views did go up like over since the giveaway started, which is really cool because I was hoping people weren't just following. And yeah. Then, Dude, yeah. I'm promoting. I am promoting hard. Yeah. I, I don't like promoting if you know me like it's really tough like people who talk about it I get I uncomfortable <laughs> but I, I'm trying to get over that because that, I mean, we need to promote it because like I said it's a good thing so yeah thanks for listening guys you guys rock thanks for entering the giveaway um, and congratulations to the winner but here we go let's dive in our question this week is once saved 
always saved? Question mark. Basically, is once saved, always saved? Biblical? Is it a true doctrine? And we'll get into our answer a little later, but I think Emma's going to kick us off with a little bit of something that she's put together. Uh, yeah, just to kick it off. Yeah, so I thought it was important to kind of let y'all know what we believe, and that is that Jesus is the only way to heaven, basically. Um, so the Bible teaches us that Jesus is our salvation, and that is only found in him. Um, it says in Romans ten nine, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It doesn't say declare that Jesus is Lord and then do something else and then you'll be saved. No, it strictly just says declare that Jesus is Lord and you'll be saved. Um, also in John fourteen six, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. Once again, it doesn't say through me, through baptism, and then you'll be saved. No, it just says through Jesus Christ himself. And so we're reminded that Jesus is our way to the Father, um, which means that his act of saving us is the only way for us to be saved. Um, so just kind of wanted to emphasize that because I feel like it's important for y'all to know what we believe on that. Yeah, definitely important. I think it can be summed up. We've said it this way or heard it this way before. <laughs> just Jesus plus if you're, if you're saying Jesus plus something equals salvation, mm -hmm. incorrect. Like, that is the only way to salvation. At Paul. At Paul. Um, he, he, <laughs> so he's talked about it on several occasions. But, I mean, Jesus plus baptism doesn't equal salvation. Jesus plus reading your Bible doesn't equal salvation. Mm -hmm. Now, those are things we should do in obedience once we become Christians. But as far as salvation goes, uh, it's, it's Jesus plus nothing. Um, accepting that he died on the cross for our sins, was resurrected, and is coming back one day. Um, obviously, he was born of a virgin. You know that all that stuff. The gospel, basically, um, accepting that is how is the true mark of salvation. Um, so good job. Yeah, that was great, Emma. Um, but yeah, once saved, always saved. Let's let's get into that. What what is what does once saved, always saved mean? I feel like we should probably tackle that first. Can I tackle that? Yeah, go for it. All right, so once saved, always saved is basically saying like once you, through faith, are transformed by the gospel, there's no going back. You can't, you can't say, oh, I, I take back what I said. I take back that decision. Um, you can't undo it by any works of your own. It's, you're locked in. Uh, the Holy Spirit's within you, and it's it's not going to leave you just because you were a bad boy one day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like as silly as that sounds, really, some people just believe, like, man, I've really backtracked. I guess I'm not saved anymore. And that's just, that's not a reality. Yeah. that that's Let's just get our answer out of the way. Once saved, always saved is biblically accurate um, on numerous occasions. There are so many verses of Scripture that confirm that, and we'll get into a little bit of those later. Um, but, yeah, like Hudson said, once the Holy Spirit resides within you, you you don't have the power to take that away. Yeah, good luck shaking him. Like it's yeah. it's hard. I mean, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Like it's not hard. It's impossible. One. Like yeah. you're not going to defeat God. You're not going to outdo God. Um, but we'll get into a little bit more about what comes along with salvation and why. Yeah, we'll get into a little bit more about that later. Later, but we do believe that once someone is truly saved, born again, there's no shaking that. That's that that's it's a fact. Um, sadly, this is contested among so many different churches and denominations it's led to splits of churches that's i could be wrong about this but i don't i i should have done more research but i think there are churches or denominations that have come about because of 
the one saved always saved doctrine and not believing that, believing that someone could lose their salvation. But the thing about this one is we talk about a lot of issues and we'll get to issues on this, this podcast. I'm sure that aren't, how do I put it? Like eternally, eternally significant. Um, just stuff that isn't going to affect your salvation. But this is something that I truly believe. I don't think it's a minor topic. I, I think if you look at things like, I don't know, pre-trib, post-trib, um, do dogs go to heaven, stuff like that. That's all in the grand scheme of things. When we're face to face with Jesus, it's not going to matter. But I think the fact that someone believes that they could lose their salvation is so significant, um, so eternally significant. I think our pastor has talked about it in the past, how there's primary issues which affect salvation, affect eternity, secondary issues. They're important, but they don't affect eternity. And then tertiary issues would be something like, do dogs go to heaven? Which, I don't know. (laughs) Truly, like that might be a question we tackle at some point, but I've had conversations with my sister about that. And man, she gets a little bit upset, but you know what? It is, it is what it is. Um, But yeah, we're here today to hopefully calm fears maybe if you're if you're sitting there and you are a believer and have the thought that man I could mess up enough to lose my salvation I want to squash that for you we want to squash that for you and let you know that your eternity is secure your salvation is secure and nothing is going to take that away from you um you guys you guys got anything anything else you want to add real quick no I think you got it so far uh, by the way, back to what you're saying about the um, denominations that, sorry, I'll get a little closer to the mic. <laughs> back to what you're saying about the denominations that uh, believe that you can lose your salvation. It's apparently pe- uh, Pentecostals. Oh, man, we're calling people out. I, yeah. that, I don't know. No, I, I just looked it up, and they believe that based off the Hebrews 6 verse. Mm, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Hebrews 6 is the main verse for opposition to one saved always saved yep there's a few others that people use but that's one that's going to be if you're if you're talking to someone who is in opposition to that they're probably going to bring that up um and i'm we'll give you a little context as to why that's not a good defense against one saved always saved but yeah if you're a pentecostal stick around (laughs) 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 yes i guess (laughs) um no i yeah We'll get to Hebrews 6 in a minute, but I think our focus verse as far as, or one of our focus verses as far as in um, confirming one saved, always saved, is going to be First uh, John 5, 11 through 13. It says this, and this is from the uh, ESV. It says, and this is the testimony of God. God has given us eternal life and this life in his Son. The one who has the Son has life. The one who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. What I pick up here is the fact that John uses present tense the entire time throughout this verse. God has given us eternal life. Not that God might give us or will eventually give us eternal life. From the moment of salvation, your eternity is secure. And John is confirming that here. You have eternal life once you believe in the Son of God, that Jesus died for your sins, except that it is a immediate, immediate justification. And that's part of the sanctification process, justification. Um, man, I just went completely blank. Help me out. Sanctification process, justification. Glorification. That's last. Um, man, this is embarrassing. What? Uh, the sanctification process is... Um, 
<laughs> Man, d don't just forgive me. I know it's justification, glorification, but there's something in between, right? Dude, I only know the three. What's the third? You said justification. Uh huh. Sanctification. Well, sanctification is the process, correct? Yeah. I promise we know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, but yeah. Anyways, that's part of the sanctification I think there's process. There's only three. I guess. Yeah, you're sanctified, justified, glorified. Yeah. Yeah, I hope, man. Long day at work. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I just got off work. It's forgive me. We'll come back next week and and uh, confirm. But, <laughs> um, yeah, from the moment of, moment of salvation, it's secure. Like there's, God isn't waiting to give you your eternal life. Once you accept that, it is the Holy Spirit resides within you, and there's no shaking that. Yeah, I mean, literally in verse ten, it says. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. So right there, boom, testimony in yourself. What's that? The Holy Spirit. And so like we were saying earlier, you're not just going to shake that off uh, through any bad works, through any doubts you may have. So, I mean, the testimony's in you, and it it's not going to just go away. So, yeah, I really do like this verse a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important, if we're going to talk about once saved, always saved, we have to hit on the opposition in order to fully understand uh, why we believe what we believe. And, and it, I think a, a goal of this podcast is to prepare people like apologetically to go and defend your stance. I think, but also I, I don't want you guys to, and none of us do. We don't want you guys to listen to us and, and just take our word for it. Uh, we're, as you just were proven by <laughs> me forgetting the, <laughs> sanctification process we're growing and learning as well so we're just we're believers and we do research we study scripture but at the end of the day our salvation is not your salvation your church's salvation is not your salvation it's it's a personal relationship with jesus christ so we want you guys to go take what we we say and go and test it in, against scripture um, and honestly if we if you hear something that we say that you don't agree with we want dialogue by all means, message us on Instagram, message us on Facebook, wherever it may be. Call us out in person if you know us. Contest it if, if you disagree, because our goal is to prepare you and us to defend our faith, to defend the things that we believe. So that's what we want. Um, but yeah, so in order to fully understand once saved, always saved, and to be able to go and defend that, we should talk about the opposition. Um, and the opposing side would say that someone can fall away from their salvation, that as Hudson alluded to earlier, that they could sin enough um, once saved to lose their salvation or just wake up one day and decide they no longer want to be saved, um, which is so wild um, because it's just not factually accurate because once you have Christ, once you are saved, you don't want to go back. There's no desire to turn back to the ways of the world. Uh, but yeah, their focus verse, like we talked about, is going to be Hebrews 6, 4 through 6. Do you guys have anything you want to add before we... We jump into this, this part because it gets. A oh heavy. man, this gets a little hairy. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty confident that we can. We can uh, search through this and see that. I mean, I feel like they just take some things out of context here. For honestly, sure. yeah. Context is key. Yeah, I mean, it truly is. And we're going to get into that a little bit. <laughs> I think Emma has, were you going to say something? Well, I just wanted to say something like earlier um, about like losing, people think you, 
like different denominations can lose your salvation because of sin. I think you touched on that earlier. And I had a verse, it's Titus 3, 5, that says, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. And so I just want to say that because we're not saved just because of good works. Because quite frankly, <laughs> it's impossible to yeah. be this perfect person. Like obviously as Christians, we're called to be like Jesus as much as we possibly can. But Jesus was perfect and he was blameless and we are not we are far from that we're sinners we're human beings who are sin natured and so being saved through good works i feel um is impossible and also i mean our good works i mean no our works good yes they are do they determine your residency in heaven no they don't and so i just want to touch on that a little bit before you got into your big old oh no messy verse (laughs) No, that's that's great. That's great because uh, there are also denominations who believe that just sects of Christians that believe that uh, works save you. And mm-hmm. no, again, we go back to Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good good word, Emma. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we'll dive into this verse that you're gonna hear in opposition to. Once saved, always saved. And it says this, Hebrews 6, 4 through 6 says, It is impossible for those who have been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. I'm going to be honest. If I'm reading this, and I don't have any context, I'm just reading this. these verses pulled out, written down on paper. Uh, it sounds pretty compelling for their side. Uh, truly. And that's going to be a lot of the topics we discuss. You can pick and choose verses, and they're going to sound really compelling for the for the other side. But when you take a look at the context, um, it, it doesn't. It, it's not compelling at all. Jesus talks about so many times people who receive or hear the truth of the gospel, um, but aren't are not truly saved. They don't choose to come to Christ. Um, the parable of the four soils in Matthew, John 1, 9 expresses that the light of the truth either, either leads to complete acceptance or condemnation because of the rejection of the light. So right there, we hear that people are going to hear the word of God. And they're going to, even people who saw the miracles of Jesus and still choose the way of the world. And that's what this verse is talking about. People who see the light, hear the light, feel the light of, of Jesus, and then choose to reject it. There's no opportunity for repentance there. And that's talking about at their moment of death, there's no chance for them to reconcile. There's no chance for repentance because that is the only unforgivable sin is is to reject Jesus. Um, And at that point, there would be no opportunity for repentance. Yeah, uh, to build off that, there's a verse in Matthew 12. um, What is it? Oh, yeah. Um, 31 through 32, and uh, that just builds on that. It says, Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Mm. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or the age to come. So that's talking about the same thing, a constant rejection of the Holy Spirit calling you to faith. I mean, that's the only unforgivable sin. The only one. and that's also points towards the fact that like you can't outstand your salvation. Um, there's a we'll get into a little bit about like people use it as a license to sin a little bit later, but I mean the only unforgivable sin is to reject Christ. 
in at that point of death, of physical death, there's no opportunity for repentance. Uh, you you made your choice. Um, you rejected Christ, and it is what it is. It's a sad reality that a lot of people are gonna face, unfortunately. But that's the only un- unforgivable sin. And uh, do realize we put the emphasis on salvation so much because. Like we're saying right now, if it's the only unforgivable sin, and if we get that right, and then we have the Holy Spirit within us to convict us of the other things, like realistically, that's what we should focus on first with unbelievers, with outsiders, and then the rest will fall into place. We don't attack the the small sins in their life. Like obviously, we'll, we'll tackle those later. You obviously uh, speak truth to them, but like salvation is key. The gospel is number one, and this is why like it, it determines their eternity. Yeah extremely extremely significant and i think one of the like hudson saying when you're talking to a a a non-christian and you're trying to share the gospel one of the biggest tools you can use is to say hey man i'm still struggling with sin i'm still in sin there are sins that i struggle with every single day instead of you know sitting on a pedestal and saying uh look at your sin look what you're doing show the love of christ now you can you can call people out and and hold them accountable but Ultimately, like it's not from a place of superiority; it's from a place of care and uh, equals. I mean, we're equals on this earth, um, but yeah. So with this Hebrews verse, Paul's talking about people that are enlightened, hear the truth, and still reject it. Those those people have no opportunity for for repentance if they don't choose to, or if they don't come to Christ, um, and true salvation isn't had. Um, one other thing that I want to hit on in just this opposition to once saved, always saved. This is also why their view doesn't make sense to me because I believe and we believe that God is almighty. Nothing and no one is more powerful than him. And so we understand that lacking salvation means that you are living in sin, uh, aka, aka evil. And we know who reigns over evils. Uh, Satan is the, he, he rules over people of this earth. He, he clings to the people of this, that are of the world. And uh, so if, if I'm, if I'm saved and I, I truly have salvation and I know the, the better side, if I, am I saying to these people that have salvation that Satan has enough power to pull me away from God? If Satan is, is living in evil and, and with people who are living for the world, am I truly saying, if I can lose my salvation, that Satan is powerful enough over God, over the almighty, all-powerful God, to rip away something that he's done, that he's ordained, I, that's not something that I want to mess around with. That's not something I want to say or, or attribute to Satan because there's no way. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine about this. Literally, Satan has to ask permission from God to do the things that he does. Um, you look at Job, he had to ask God to wreck his life. I mean, if, if you haven't read Job, that guy went through it. Um, <laughs> it was rough for him, but Satan had to get permission from God to go and even had specifications on what he could do to Job. And then if you um, look at Jesus in, in being tempted, like God had to give Satan permission in order to do that. So Satan doesn't do things without God giving him permission or allowing him to do it. And so to say that the Holy Spirit resides in within me and then God would allow Satan to strip that salvation away from me is so wild, such a wild concept and just not accurate at all. It gives Satan way, way too much power. I mean, John ten twenty nine says, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hands. Like, once 
the Lord has you, I mean, you're good. Like, you're not, he's not going to let go of you. <laughs> like, Amen. he's got yeah. you. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's just, man, God is good and he loves you. And once, once he, you're in his family, once you have uh, come into the kingdom, like you're, you're solid, you're set. And that's such a comforting fact. And another, another verse to build off that Philippians one, six, where Paul is talking about if God started a good work in you, he will bring that until completion. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, guys, God's not just going to drop you and let Satan have you. He's going to continue completing that good work in you. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talked about earlier, the sanctification process. Man, I'm stumbling over my words today. But he will bring it to glorification for those who are truly believers. And that is, again, just so exciting. So it just fills me with joy um, to know that. But that's the opposition a little bit. But if we get back into the the doctor the true doctrine i just think it's important to remember that when i was saved i was completely reborn um, my desires change i want to obey the lord's commands i'm convicted and pushed towards repentance if i don't when i sin i know i've sinned um if I, if it's if i'm living in it and conviction is tough hard heavy it's not fun but it's such a good thing sin struggle is a good thing if you're not struggling with sin man let's reevaluate if if you are okay with the sin that's in your life, let's really, really reevaluate because I I will go out on a limb that if you, sin does not bring about conviction, man, I, I'm you should probably question where you're at in your salvation. It, that's just a hard fact. Yeah. Whoops. I just hit the mic. Sorry <laughs> if that was loud. Um, yeah, I for sure, you can become kind of numb to the conviction sometimes. Like you can keep pushing it down, but it never goes away. Yeah. It never goes away. Yeah, and I just, with salvation, I have no desire to turn away from what resides within me. I have no desire to get rid of the Holy Spirit. Not that I could do that, but just the joy that I just talked about, knowing what's ahead of me. I have no desire to turn back to the ways of the world. And in order for me to be, or to lose my salvation, I would have to be unreborn, I guess would be how you would say it the new life that I would given would have to be stripped away from me. And there is absolutely zero evidence biblically that that's a possibility. Zero. Um, Nowhere in the Bible does it give any sort of inclination that people can be unreborn. I don't know if that's a word, but there's no evidence of that. But with this and what we're talking about, I think we should get into the, the sort of license to sin that people will use once saved always saved as um and this is not a new concept so much so that paul wrote about it uh, and we'll get to that in a, in a minute but i don't know what what do y'all think what do y'all think about the people that will will use once saved always saved as a license to sin or that they think that it's a license to sin well first of all i'll just say it is not as good as it sounds because I've done the same thing. I've used it and I've been like, well, God will still love me and I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And man, it feels so, so bad. So if anything else, you might not lose your salvation, but I do not think that is a way to live your life. I, When I went through that period where I would constantly, constantly just abuse God's grace, I life sucked. I, I didn't, it did not feel good at all. It's not that's not, that's just not a way to live. You have so much more joy, so much more life in Christ. I mean, Christ is 
the giver of life. And so when you're outside of his will, you're really just going to have all your joy sucked up. And the world might promise really, really good things, but it never delivers. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, and you said it. Like, you can be living or, or struggling with a sin, but you said it right there. Like, it, it's not fun. It, it's it's convicting, and that's the mark of a true believer. But some people will use the security of salvation as an excuse to willfully, willfully live in sin. And again, it, that's a scary place to be. If you are living a life of sin and feel no push towards repentance, no conviction, uh, let's, let's talk, truly. Uh, message me, because that is a scary place to be. Uh, like I said, as, as, as a Christian, sin struggle is, is so good. Um, if I'm if I'm not struggling with a sin and instead I'm okay with living in it, it, it again scary place to be. Like I said, Paul knew people would think this way when, as far as the security of salvation goes, because he wrote in Romans six uh, one through two, he says, "What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer?" And man, this is a guy that was murdering Christians. This is a guy who was murdering Christians and became just the greatest missionary we've ever seen, um, wrote most of the New Testament. And so if he's sitting here saying, I was living in sin, I was living in what by earthly standards would be an awful sin uh, of murder, and he's sitting here saying, once I become saved, once I came to Christ, I I don't desire to live that way anymore. I'm not going to abuse God's grace, like Hudson said, and, and think that because I'm sinning more, God's grace is going to increase. No, that's not that's not the case. Um, God is gracious. God does love you. But don't abuse it, or don't think that you can abuse it, I guess I should say, because you can't. God's not, not going to be fooled. Um, but, yeah, I, it, there's just so many people that I'm so scared for because they're living this life of, Fool, they're being fooled. They think that they have time. They think that they can pull themselves out of up by their bootstraps and and eventually come to repentance. No, man. Like it needs to be now. Uh, yeah, it's just a scary place to be. I think also just the world just always tells us that all of these things will just fulfill you, mm-hmm. like relationships. Like you're not going to be happy without being in a relationship. No. You're not going to be happy if you don't do this, if you do do this, if you if you don't party, your life sucks. Like, no, that's not how it is. Christ is the only thing that can fulfill you, and that's something that I've had to learn. I think being a teenager, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard not to, to go to parties. It's hard not to do this or to do that just because everyone is, is pulling you to do those things, but just realizing in the end that Christ is the only it's the only, I don't know how to word it. I guess the fulfill, yeah, fulfillment. fulfillment. Like yeah. It's the only place of fulfillment. <laughs> yeah. True fulfillment anyway. I mean, there's going to be things in this world that make you feel good uh, by earthly standards, but none of it is fulfilling. None of it promises anything past 80 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the average life expectancy mm-hmm. or around that. But we're talking about eternity. Mm-hmm. This is a blip on the radar as far as eternity goes. This is, what is it? I think it's like something like a, no, I'm not going to say that because <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. But it just talks, 
like life is so short mm -hmm. if that's all you're living for yeah. which is uh, man just so scary I, I don't i don't understand it i will say this though so we're talking all about like um live in the spirit um don't willfully sin don't live that lifestyle and you might be like okay well i'm trying but all i want to do is sin all i want to do is keep running to this sin i have a really encouraging verse for you and it's from i read it this morning and it's from galatians 5 16 and it says but i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit against the flesh they're opposed to each other so it's either, which one are you feeding? Are you feeding the desires of your flesh? Are you feeding that sin? And then, oh God, I'm sorry. Like, I'll try to do better. Well, if you truly want to do better, feed the spirit, spend time in God's word, spend time in prayer. And then as you do those things, it'll become harder and harder to fall into that sin because you're building up your spirit, which is in direct um, opposition with your flesh. And so that's just an encouragement for that person out there that's saying like, I'm trying, but nothing's working. Well, here it is right there in Galatians. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just like anything else. What you feed is going to grow. And don't think that if you are in the word and you're do your quiet times are really good. Your prayer life is great. That sin's going to go away by no means. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not biblical, but what, like Hudson said, it's going to become easier to turn to God in moments of sin struggle. It's going to become, become easier to look to him instead of um, just giving into that sin. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's just such a transformation that happens when you come to Christ. And if that is exemplified by anything, uh, we're, we're getting ready to close here, but I do want to, I do want to talk about this for a second. We had guys from um, Renewal Ranch come this past Sunday which if you if you don't know where Renewal Ranch is, it's a recovery ministry that deals with, I mean, drugs, alcohol, that type of stuff, addiction, and every single one of them that got up on stage and shared their testimony talked about the fact they tried everything to fix it, rehabs that were not faith based, um, just staying away from parties and stuff, um, everything that they tried failed. But then they get to Renewal Ranch, which is a faith-based ministry. They come to Christ, and their lives are completely transformed. And that's just such an encouraging picture of the fact that you can live for the world, but once salvation happens, you're pulled away from that. You become new. We're talking about guys who were selling drugs, doing drugs, on the verge of death because of drugs, and now they are on a church or on a church, in a church, on stage, sharing their testimony. And that is so confirming to me and encouraging that there truly is a life change, a heart change, a desire change when you come to Christ. And there's no changing that. Those guys are completely different people. Like they, each one of them, most of them said, like you would not recognize me if you saw me. I mean, there was even a picture of one of them where he, he doesn't look the same. Like there's a physical change. Um, so that's just so encouraging to know that there truly is a change. I think we can become apathetic if we've lived in a, a lifestyle where we were raised in church and um, went to church our entire life. We can become apathetic to the change that happens when the gospel or when, when salvation is truly accepted. But that was just so encouraging and so it points so far towards once saved, always saved, because I promise you those guys don't want to go back. 
there, there's nothing more that they want to, than to remain on this path of salvation, of sanctification, um, because they are truly changed. Uh, but yeah, that was just, I mean, what did you, that was so encouraging. Did y'all enjoy that? Um, no, for sure. That was really encouraging. Just seeing the hope that they have. And I bet these other rehabs, they helped them stay away from drugs for a short amount of time, but they gave them no hope of a future. And now they have the hope of glory, the hope of, I mean, one day seeing Christ. And so they just have something bigger than themselves to live for. And that's the big thing about Christianity. Like we're not out here doing it alone, but we have God on our side. We have the Holy Spirit interceding for us. Like it's just, it's such a better life. They look so much happier than they ever could have been if they would have stayed off drugs because of some rehab where they, I don't even know. I feel like if any of them would have had success with rehab, it would have never been even close to as fulfilling as this journey they've gone through with Renewal Ranch because, I mean, God God brings hope in life where there is death. So, Amen. I think also it was really encouraging seeing all the scripture that they were just like spitting out. I was just like, what? Because at the ranch, they have them, I don't know the mm-hmm. exact amount, but have them memorizing just so much scripture and like seeing that was really and seeing them opening businesses there was a really cute video they were all so like um, (laughs) it was just so good I got teary-eyed anyways but it was really encouraging to see just a simple I guess it's simple I mean the sim the best decision that they could ever make in their life and seeing that reflect on their lives seeing them opening businesses um, having families and just seeing joy pure joy on their face and and having a joyful attitude while sharing their story um, was really encouraging. Yeah. I think it is like upwards of like, they have to memorize like 40 plus scripture, yeah. like verses of it scripture. It's crazy. And they're just spouting them off because, and, and we share this because it's just so encouraging to know that if you will take the time, these guys come in and most of them don't want to, but they're led to be in scripture. They're led to be in the word. And then they slowly... I slowly, I'm sure, see this heart change, see this desire to be in the Word. And you, who are probably, I assume, not listening to this from rehab, you might be, if you are, if one of the ranch guys is listening to this, great, um, because we did, I, we talked about, to a few of them about it. Um, but if you're not, man, your Bible is probably right next to you. Um, and if you are doubting your salvation, if you are struggling with the thought of um, your salvation being secure, go to the, go to Scripture right now. Open up your Bible. Turn this podcast off and get in the Word. Talk to God. Be in prayer um, because it's right there for you. Your security is right there for you. But yeah, I think in closing, we really could have started the podcast and ended it in about 30 seconds with this scripture, this verse of scripture, um, because it just confirms everything we've talked about. And it is Romans 8, 38 through 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither anger, ain't, let me start over. Angers. <laughs> angers. Okay, here we go. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, the same God who saved you is the same God who's going to keep you, the same God who's going to love you, care for you, convict you, uh, bring you to repentance, and one day glorify you. Your salvation is secure. At the end of the day, if you are a believer, your salvation is 1,000% secure. And I never want you to doubt that. 
I never want you to question that. Go to scripture, like we said. Test this against scripture, and I, I promise that you're going to find that this is true. Uh, but yeah, once saved, always saved. A true doctrine. If you disagree, let's talk. Truly, let's talk. But anything, uh, in closing, anything else you want to add? My mind is super clear. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I like zoned out for a minute. Oh my gosh, he was actually um, playing with his flashlight, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's a good thing we were closing because, yeah, we love Hudson. We really do. <laughs> but yeah, Emma, any closing remarks? Nope. I'm awesome. Good. Well, thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram to see who won the giveaway. Uh, yeah, we love you guys. You rock. The support we've gotten so far has been beyond what I thought we would have and, and we're excited to just keep growing from here so yeah this has been the We Might Have Answers podcast say bye guys bye guys oh my bye. gosh we'll see you <laughs> next time cute